Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner, featuring Jack and Andre. <laughs> FBI Radio. It's that time on a Monday morning that we get to pull out the popcorn. Maybe if you're in bed, snuggle up a little bit and sit Ugh. back and enjoy movies, <sighs> movies, movies. I want that right now. That was me an hour ago watching Lady Gaga videos. <laughs> <laughs> How nice of a day is it for just binging something? Mm, That's exactly indeed. right. And I think today is the last day that Sharp Objects comes out. So oh, if you're perfect. like me and you're one of the few people actually watching it, snuggle up in bed and watch that. Or if you're like me, just uh, relive Broad City all over again. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I did that the other night. Back to season one. Let's perfect. go again, baby. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> From the top. <laughs> They're shooting right now. The new season, the last season, final season ever. That's right. We have coverage from New York from Freya, Freya Aisbert. I'm just She's joking. Shut up. She's not covering that. <laughs> What's coming up on the segment today? Crazy movie news all over the spot. Mm. Shop with um, just with superstar singers and billionaires and... I'm reviewing Crazy Rich Asian. And we've also been gussing up with some film critics uh, from all over the world who have some goss about the film industry that we're going to dish out coming out. Specifically Venice and Toronto. We've had a pretty hilarious opening for the new Kevin Spacey movie. And uh, we've also got some tickets to give away after I review the McQueen documentary. I see those all laid out in a row. Uh, Yeah. What do we say? Everyone text in your favourite fashion moments in cinema for a double pass to McQueen. 0409-945-945. Because we want you to see it and we want to to take these passes off us. What are your favourite examples? For some reason, the first one that comes to my head is Bubble Boy. Of what? Of fashion and film? Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. I just love sparkle motions, uh, costumes in Donnie Darker. I just think they're, they're so amazing. hectic and amazing. And, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for that Vogue montage in Devil Wears Prada. I was going to say as well, yeah, but when, that could be favourite um, montage mm, of, of make- makeover montage. Indeed. But I don't know. It's a bit of crossover My favourite makeover montage is Not Another Teen Movie where she takes off her glasses and she's just immediately hot. Do you know what film <laughs> I'm not thinking about right now? Strictly what? boring ballroom for their costumes and fashion. Okay, okay Andre, get over... Like, Loving saying Strictly Boring. I will never get over saying Strictly Boring from now on since learning it yesterday. (laughs) Movie news. Little update on Tarantino's new film. Lena Dunham is joining the cast of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is uh, a biopic exploration, I think. It's centred on the Charles Manson murders, but I think Brad Pitt is playing Leonardo DiCaprio's stunt double Mm. in Manson era with, like, Eating a kebab the whole time. <laughs> Eating a kebab with the guy, with Damien Lewis from... Mm. Uh, Damien Lewis from... Uh, the redhead from uh, oh, the redhead Claire from How to Get Away with Murder <laughs> if you're Damien Lewis. <laughs> if you're writing Arabic movie? graffiti. Uh, also on the cast is Margot Robbie. I am... Uh, is that right? Margot Robbie Margot the cast? Robbie's on the cast. Uh, who else is in the cast? Uh, it's just Brad Pitt, Lena Dunham. Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning, definitely. Nicole Kidman is tweeting about it. Maybe. Quentin Tarantino is just, again, casting all the washed-up has-beens. Anyway. And, and what's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood going to be about? Oh. <laughs> that the, du- the body double in centred around the Charles Manson murders in the ah, 60s in Hollywood. Joking. Not, joking. not joking. Not joking. That's actually the, the plot of it. Indeed. Okay. Um... But also, taking us all the way over to um, other wash-up has-beens, Gaga is going to win an Oscar, we think. Yeah, we are getting a scoop from Variety, Hollywood Reporter, Sight and Sound Magazine critics. They are all saying the same thing, and it's that Lady Gaga is well and truly in line to win that throne of Best Actress at the Oscars, and also Bradley Cooper winning a directing nod for... The Star is Born, which is the... 
fourth time that this musical has been adapted for the screen. Mm. It's um, I don't want to go through everyone because I'm going to get it wrong. Mm. I'm going to get in trouble with my housemates. But Barbara Streisand's done it. Mm. Uh, Judy Garland's done it. Lady Gaga's about to do it. Just all those Italian Americans. Cher does it in her bedroom every morning. Right on from that, the film is having its uh, it's not it's not premiering at Venice, is it? It's or? premiering at Venice. Yeah. Um, alongside, and you've got the gods, our own girl Jennifer Kent. Yes, that's right. So Jennifer Kent, who is Australia's Adelaide Adelaidean favorite director of the Babadook is premiering her new film, The Nightingale, at the Venice Film Festival in a couple of weeks. Actually, I think it starts this week, actually, to be honest. Which is set in colonial era Tasmania. Anyway, it's is the... It scary? It's a, horrifying, it, and I think it deals with Indigenous genocide. Anyway, it's the only film in the entire film festival directed by a woman, and it was also pitched to, to premiere at the Cannes Film Festival, and apparently the critics had kind of hated it, and that's why it didn't get chosen. So, bit of gossip behind that, and it's then going to hopefully grace our land with uh, its greatness but uh, yeah just a little shout out to jennifer kent uh, good luck to you yet again uh, venice's <laughs> failing female directors uh. venice's failing female directors um and on from gaga andre 3000 we had this piece of news that i thought was the news but it was actually a throwback to 2006 when mm. idlewild came out and i thought for some reason they were adapting idlewild again because it didn't do that well at the box office the first time that was andre 3000's debut mm. but Coming up at Toronto Film Festival, Andre 3000 is starring in our favourite director's film, which is Claire Denis' new film High Life with Robert Pattinson and Juliette Binoche, set in space about prisoners who are being sexually experimented on Mm. and they're sent towards a black hole with this idea that they might be freed afterwards. Alongside Gaga's film A Star Is Born at Toronto, it's just happening everywhere. Honestly, festivals are going off. It's a Toronto. And also, finally, we have to mention Kevin Spacey's horrible fall from grace. His new film has finally been released. I think it's been three years on the shelves. Can you just say the name? It's called Billionaire (laughs) Boys Club. Uh, What the H uh, Hollywood, literally. And it made a meagre 126 on its opening day. $425 on its opening weekend. We are guessing... Across the entirety of America. (laughs) We are guessing that it's not going to even surpass $500 at the box office. But That's uh, worse than, like, Robin Thicke's comeback after Blurred Lines or Jessica Simpson's country album. I don't think it actually is, though. That is. It's worse than both of those things. It's, like, the worst ever. I think it's the worst release of, like, any single product in America's history. (laughs) Anyway... There it's it like, is. <laughs> it's like worse than a hot dog stand. Would not be surprised considering the title is Billionaire Boys Club. Starring I mean, uh, like a child abuser. Mm. Anyway, well, there you go. There you have it straight you- from us. <laughs> <laughs> That's movie news. Uh, Jackie will be pleased to know that Morris Brown by Outcast has decided to work. <gasps> and we're going to have a listen to that and come back with two reviews right here on Movies, Movies, Movies. Keep your texts coming in for your favourite fashion moments in film. Um, we've had someone, Sienzo, on the text line saying that they choose their favourite fashion moment is the whole Fifth Element movie. Mm. Oh, Jean-Paul Gaultier, amazing. Amazing. Uh, specifically designed those Ahead outfits. Of his time. Uh, that little, that tank top, that, uh, what's his name? Bruce Willis is wearing? Bruce Willis is wearing. It's the hottest Bruce Willis has ever looked. Let's uh, not waste time. Let's go into these reviews. Of- yeah, absolutely. Hildy, just so you know, that's how you win the tickets to the McQueen mm. uh, doco, which we're about to hear all about. Two reviews. One review. And then and then another review. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Okay.
Okay, which film lord will be going first for two reviews? C'est moi. I'll be reviewing the McQueen documentary called McQueen. Take it away, Andre. So, folks, the new Alexander McQueen documentary is officially the Times New Roman of docos. Usual. Stylistically traditional, desperate to cram as much of a single idea into an, a presentable format without making you think too hard. And considering McQueen's off-the-mark and galvanised take on fashion... The whole documentary feels weak. Sorry to be so blunt. McQueen leaked into the sketchbooks of almost or most notable 21st century creatives like Gucci, Bjork and Lady Gaga. So please do him justice, people. Pinned together with a back and forth of interviews and archival, the film starts with McQueen's humble beginnings in England and just charts what happens when a renegade, unconventional queer person tries to light the pile of garbage that is fashion on fire. McQueen feels like a simplistic take on how fashion was brought into the 21st century. And while McQueen's achievements are crystal clear in the film, the bulk of the movie is as easy to read as a magazine. McQueen had us all believe that to move forward in fashion, you had to be gutsy. So please cut the BS and show me penetration. The late Alexander McQueen deserves more than this tepid cup of tea of a movie. Jack, am I being too harsh? I hate documentaries. Am I just being too bitchy? Tell me now. It's like, if you hate documentaries, you just have to go with your guts and you just have to destroy all of them. Mm, It's true, I think. I just think that this is like, this just goes in line with every single traditional documentary that we've seen. And we've seen some great ones this year that really stand out. I'm looking at the Gormal documentary and MIA, and for some reason this just does not shock me like I wish it had. I know. This just feels like a cash grab. It's a cash grab, I think. It feels like a total cash grab. It feels like someone didn't like needed an idea, pitched it, and people said, yep. And where was the mention of Bjork and Lady Gaga? Their con- their B- McQueen's contributions to their style and their creative output was uh, on a magnitude that just went into pop music on a, in an incredible way, and that wasn't really covered in the film. That really disappointed me. Yeah, the main thing to me was that it was just boring and it's really hard to have a documentary made by someone who's kind of square mm. about someone who's kind of amazing. Pretty square for a colourful person. Let's give away some of these tickets, though. Text in your favourite fashion <laughs> moments. <laughs> I know that, Jack and Mainly I, because we love arguing and we love being yeah, disagreed with. Take your friend. To, it's a double pass to go see McQueen, so take a friend to argue with uh, and tell us what you think of McQueen. Yeah, and Jack and Andre, tell me what you would give McQueen in a word. Ah, uh, tepid for me. Forgettable. Forgettable. Mm. And we have double passes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you thought the industry owned us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Independent radio station. (laughs) Favourite film fashion moment if you want to take a double pass home. Text in. Jack, what will you be reviewing today? I'm reviewing Crazy Rich Asians, um, which has also been crazy successful. Two weeks in a row in America, it's taken in millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's finally coming out in Australia this week. It's about a second-generation Chinese immigrant Manhattan yuppie who, on a trip to her boyfriend's home in Singapore, discovers he's in line to be an old-money billionaire, and therefore everyone in his family hates her. I'm here for the food porn and Aquafina, who was also amazing and underutilised in Ocean's 8. It's like Anthony Bourdain levels of jealousy when they're in the Singapore food market. I shouldn't be reviewing this film because I'm gay and heterosexual love is so mapped out, but it was so fucking cool to be in the cinema full of people from Asian descent screaming and laughing to every single line in this movie. Uh, And this movie will be huge and it should be because it has Ronnie Chen from The Hangover telling his kids to finish their chicken nuggets because kids in America are are starving. At its heart, it's a war between four women with different agendas, two of them from old money, two of them are immigrants, and it's actually kind of miserable and godfather-esque in its themes. There's even a scene that'll remind you of the horse head in the bed. It all culminates in a genius game of mahjong between Constance Wu and a fierce Michelle Yeoh that had me wishing more of the film was that intense instead of desperately relatable and borderline Amy Schumer, I feel pretty dated wealth porn rom-com stuffed full of hot people without personalities. 
But this film has a heart and it's a totally fine movie to go see if you've had a long week or a long 25 years of not seeing a full Asian cast in a Hollywood movie. Look, this to me is a vehicle for two things. One, loving Aquafina. Two, loving The Hangover. That is what I gain from this movie. And, and sartes. And sartes. But also, I didn't think this was, you know, the most amazing comedy of the century, but everyone in the cinema around us was just oh my pissing God. themselves. We were in a cinema of maybe like 200 people and they yeah. were just losing their minds. This movie is so popular and I think it's it's being, it's being in terms of box office, it's up against Mission Impossible 6, uh, Return to the School Room. And it's just... And like The Happy Time Murders, which bombed like it's destroying it but people are lapping it up and people are adoring it yeah. and it's such a nice feeling and it's, i mean it's a two hour just uh, you know no nonsense uh, groovy bourgeois flick set in singapore and uh, for that i think it's amazing might not have the most amazing gags but you know i think it just seeing the scenery is probably worth the price of admission totally 100 percent. andre uh crazy rich asians in a word I'll just go with rich, to be honest. Yeah, I'm going to go with duty-free. Money, box office, rich people, rich Asians, that's what this movie's about. It's all in the title. All in the title, indeed. Let's do two reviews. Hildy's text in with her favourite fashion moment to win a double pass to McQueen, which, by the way, are here at the station for you to pick up. That was Devices just a text. On that, was, that was a text, I think. <laughs> um, she says, uh, definitely the Valentino doco. The dresses were captured so beautifully, I cried. Wow, a dress making you cry. You get a double pass, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think mine might be, and I know this isn't fashion, this is costume, but The Witch. You remember that horror movie, The Witch, that came oh. out with two Bs instead of a W? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Witch, they had yes. such lovely, lovely uh, garb on all the characters there. Wow, yeah. I would say the, the monster in the village. No, the the Babadook was actually was so well dressed and, and queer <laughs> and queer. <laughs> um, all right, it's nearly time for us to wrap up, but before we get out of here, it's time to focus on what's happening around town. Sydney Spotlight. Yo, 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 So we have dedicated this entire section to giving out these free passes. So you guys got to text in your very fashion moments for us to have things to talk about. Uh, but, you know, until then, I think it's okay for Jack and I to pitch a certain idea that we had for the next Movies, Movies, Movies segment. We've been getting a lot of love from you guys, which we are so thrilled about, and we want to include you guys on our film nerddom. So we want to try and muscle our way into a new segment or a possible additional segment called Dear Film Lords. Jack, give us your elevator pitch. So basically, Dear Film Lords would be, you text us in films that you have struggled finding an opinion on, films that you've changed your opinion on, or you just try and antagonise us on air because we love getting into... You know, heated moments and sweating. It could just be you just text in yeah. to the film lords and then insert a question about movies, you know, some trivia that you want us to answer. We could be agony aunts for you. you Maybe know? you are trying to find a movie to watch on the day and you're in a certain mood and you just need some advice and uh, it's film related. That's where Jack and I can come in. Maybe like Andre, you're terrified of flying and you need a film that will completely transport you while you're on the plane exactly. to download. Maybe you've just made a big bowl of carbonara and you need to pair it with the perfect uh, Vimeo movie. And that's Maybe you've been throwing up that carbonara all day and you need a film to sort of get you through those sweats. Maybe you're so sweaty that you're in bed and your body is feeling cold because you're sweaty and you just need to pair it with a movie and you don't quite know what to look up on fmovies.com. Maybe you just want to go to the cinema and uh, 
pay for a movie ticket and you just need to know how to do that. Maybe you want to know which cinema in Sydney you can hide in the cinema for the longest amount of time for. Maybe you're looking for one of those machine dispensers in the supermarket that just gives you DVDs from Video Easy. Who knows? Maybe you hate the beach and you just want to watch as many films about the beach as possible. Maybe you're wondering why Taipa Tong replaced <laughs> Blockbuster in, in on King Street. <laughs> Civic Video, Andre. Was it Civic just Video? Speci- no, actually, no, just a specific video. But justice for that adult bookstore underneath. That's it. true. Anyway, point being, though, is that we really want to engage more with the people who are really engaged with movies. And if you listen to this segment and just want to get in on all the fun that we're having, just text in next time with anything that you want to even have us talk about on air. And because they're throwing the double passes at us and we'll probably give them out to the funniest questions. We, we will do that, I, I think. Will we call it Dear Film Lords? Potentially could be Dear Film Lords, could be anything, could be Take Me to the Movies. <laughs> we can talk about this off air. Uh, Certainly. If you have anything today, text in 0409-945-945. Someone saying, I am so down for more Jack and Andre. Please make this happen, FBI. Please. <laughs> okay, we didn't get a name from that text, but you already automatically have a McQueen double pass. So they have been two left. allocated <laughs> out. Just text there. in your name because we have a special pass for you right here and we're going to kiss it for you as well. <laughs> well, that's all for Movies, Movies, Movies for today. Thank you so much much to film lords jack and andre as always for coming in and shaking up the world of cinema mm, thank right you for having here. us shaking not stirred absolutely this is chakra Effendi with grow up you're on mornings with bridie tanner this podcast is produced by fbi radio in sydney find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts